0: It's been a day of big announcements in the 100 as we approach the 2022 season. The women's franchises have been announcing their retained lists and we've been following that news all day. I'm Tom and joined by Rich. Have you been on top of the the developments as they've been announced?
1: I have. Yeah, it's been an interesting day. Lots of uh, lots of surprises and looking forward to digging into it with you.
0: Yeah, and we can all agree, I think, that the uh, the women's competition last year had a great start. Uh, we'll see how that builds throughout this year. I mean, I suppose to set the scene first, how is this team building process going to work in the women's version of the 100?
1: Well, for a start, the salaries have gone up, which is always a good thing. Yep. So the price bands range from £7,500 for the tournament all the way up to the top players who'll be getting £31,000 for their you know, three weeks of work. So 31 and a
0: quarter. Come on, don't... 31
1: and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget that extra 250 quid. Um so each team has 15 slots to fill. They're allowed okay. up to three overseas players initially. Now, uh, a new twist in the hundred. So in June they will be allowed to get an extra overseas player. Um okay. of course, only three will will feature in the 11. So they'll I think that means they'll have squads of 16, I believe, but Okay. But so that's may... up from 15 last year. Yes, exactly. Now, the women's competition draws upon the regional structure of uh, women's cricket in the UK. There are eight regional sides, and there are eight franchises, and they more or less marry up together, which means that you don't have a draft for the women's. They're done by open signing. The teams can go out and negotiate and get who they want, which has thrown up a few surprises because, you know, some teams are very settled, the likes mm. of the Birmingham Phoenix, the Southern Brave, more or less the sides we saw last year, whereas you know London Spirit, Welsh Fire, a bit similar Fred to the men's side. And the Trent Rock, oh the Trent Rockets only have only have five players at the minute. So you're yeah. really really gonna be phoning around on game day morning to get an eleven out.
0: Well for those of you who are new to the Hundred Club, welcome. Um, we are mm. you know fans of the Hundred, as I think you can tell. Um Catch you on YouTube, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're on the podcast, you're going to miss out this next bit though, because I'm going to throw up on screen now um, the, the the squads as they have been announced. And uh, as you say, there are some really interesting um, developments going on there. Starting with the London Spirit, they've appeared to have forgotten to retain Tammy Beaumont.
1: I'm sure negotiations are ongoing. Uh right. you, I can't. I can't believe that uh, a player as good as Tammy Beaumont uh, would walk out. Although, of course, you know Tammy Beaumont is a you know a Kent player, and uh, mm. if you look at you know, the county structure of it, which I know is different to the women's, you know, Oval would be the Kent, you know, Surrey uh, matchup. So, you know, is there a potential that Oval Invincibles could nab her? Probably well, not. They don't, they don't have any of their uh, their top salary bands fit. Three. But they are the, the reigning other...
0: champions, Richard. They may just have the lure of silverware for Tammy.
1: They are. I think the only logical slots where Tammy might go, otherwise, would be the Welsh Fire and the Trent Rockets. I think yeah. those are the only teams who have the uh, the slot where she would uh, where she would aim for.
0: Yeah, and the other thing with the London Spirit is they've not retained any of their overseas players. Deepti Sharma um, is dropped out, which perhaps is the biggest name there. DeAndre Dotin, who had a good season, I thought, and Chloe Try on the South African. Um, they're not the only team to uh, you know have a bit of a clear out of the overseas players so let's move on to the the obvious gaps that sit around the Trent Rockets what are they doing
1: well they had um, Rachel Priest Sally Joe Johnson as their overseas last year I mean yeah. the big thing last year was that COVID obviously played havoc with recruitment and mm-hmm. a lot of the sort of big uh, you know, international Australian stars and you know, New Zealand stars as well who, was, who were originally signed up didn't make it over which meant that we got sort of a uh, another group of players who were willing to come and play. You know, very fine players, but not necessarily all internationals or those that were, uh, you know, perhaps at the latter latter stages of their careers. So I think what the teams are doing is they're they're pivoting and they're trying to entice you know the very best in the world who are going to be here for the Commonwealth Games anyway. So your likes of you know Meg Lanning and we already see that Elise Perry, you know, probably the best player in the world, uh, or maybe Amelia Kerr would have something to say about that. Is uh is signed up for the Birmingham Phoenix this year, having missed last year.
0: Yeah, so Elise Perry coming in for Katie Mack, who we were glad to have on the channel last year, doesn't appear to be making a return. Um, there's some other interesting ones out there. I saw so I mentioned uh, Deepdy Sharma not returning for the London Spirit. Also, looks like Harmanpreet Kaur, the Indian uh, player, isn't going to return to Manchester Originals. But we do have actually. Perhaps two of the stars of the tournament returning, in um, Jimmy Jemima Rodriguez for the Superchargers, yeah, and then um, Schmiti Mandana returning for the Southern Brave, which is exciting, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Schmiti Mandana and and Rodriguez were, as you say, two of the two of the starring lights of the tournament. So I think it's a real coup for the tournament to get them back. As we said, there's plenty of slots still open there, so let's see what happens. Um, I was a, kind of raised an eyebrow not to see Shafali Verma return to the Birmingham Phoenix because you know, I thought mm. she had ended up having a reasonable tournament last time round. Um, but maybe she's sort of a maybe she's Cardiff bound, Tom. What do you reckon?
0: Well, it's, it looks possible because obviously that she was playing for the Birmingham Phoenix last year. They've used their top three slots with Elise Perry, uh, Sophie Devine, Amy Jones. Perhaps you can't argue with that. But I, I, as you say, the Welsh Fire really do have that top end available. So absolutely, they could be looking at someone like Shafali Verma. Um, Tyler McGrath might be out there, perhaps as an option, someone like that, or indeed some of the others who've been re- re- released from uh, teams. So we've got someone like um, Stefanie Taylor, for instance, not being retained by the Southern Brave. I'd be interested to see if that uh, if she ended up in Cardiff.
1: Yeah, and don't forget London Spirit, coached by Trevor Griffith, the uh, the Australian coach. Hmm. Um, you know, you're very you know, strong links to to the game there. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see. You know, at least two or three of those London Spirit slots going to uh, going to some of the Aussie Aussie team that are going to be here in, in the UK.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, there's there's clearly other points to take note with with all of the domestic players as well, and um, lots of youngsters. I think will get their chance again this year. Perhaps two of the bigger names that we haven't got on the list as at the moment are Alex Hartley, who's been released from the Manchester Originals, uh, and Lauren Winfield Hill has not been retained the Northern Superchargers, which is, I think, really surprising, given she was captaining last year.
1: Captaining, still opening for England. I mean, she's not in the best of form at the the minute, but, you know, unusual to see, well, it's similar to Tammy Beaumont, I guess, an England international, not quite, uh, not signed up yet. It, It will be an interesting month, so even though the women don't have a draft, they are going to announce their next draft of signings on the 30th of March, both international and domestic. So, that panel that we just showed in terms of the squads will fill out a fair bit on March 30th when uh, when we have that big, uh, presumably big media event to to unveil the, uh, the men's draft.
0: Bit of a question about that one, Richard. I think it's going to be on Sky Sports over here in the UK, but I'm just waiting to confirm. Um, but that would, as you say, I think provide the 15 player squads uh for the eight franchises and then we'll see about this extra overseas player coming potentially in late june or something like that to finalize the squads before the tournament starts in july um any early predictions based on what you've seen so far
1: it's very interesting to see that it's a very short tournament hmm the, well the produced 100.
0: because of the commonwealth games of course
1: and it will be even shorter this time round. Yeah. and what we saw in the you know the first edition is it's one of those things isn't it about regressing to the mean the teams that have done well have basically assumed they've done well because they they picked well whereas the teams that uh were towards the bottom end of the table seem to sort of go for the complete rebuild i just wonder about the logic of that i sometimes think maybe you sort of need to give your team you know a couple of seasons to bed in but mm. uh I think Southern Brave, they were the team to beat last year, and I think they'll be the team to beat again, especially if they can sort of add you know somebody in that eighteen point seven five, you know their their third overseas players to complement mm. uh, Smitty Mandana and Amanda Jade Wellington. who was uh, so effective for them last year.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate to your argument there, Rich, and say, actually, maybe this is the time, if you're going to have a a bit of a rebuild, maybe this is the time to do it, because hopefully, fingers crossed, this year will not be as affected by things like quarantine, by COVID uh, uh, afflictions and so forth. And with the Commonwealth Games coming over uh, in the June period, then we know all of the women's games' top talent is going to be in the country. Maybe now is the time, actually, to, to... to take your chance on the on the form player, on the new star breaking out. So that's my so, point on it.
1: One other thing I'm interested in, Tom, that might mm. develop over the next few years, is at the moment the teams are very much focusing on um, their 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 regional side, right? So if we look at the Oval Invincibles and the sort of the Southeast stars. At the moment, they can af- the Oval Invincibles can afford to use all of their three tops mm. slots on their england's national tash Farrant and their south african trio knowing that they've got Alice Capsey on fifteen thousand in the middle of the range now she was one of the absolute stars of the tournament this time around yeah. so you wonder as this tournament develops will teams be able to keep their and similarly uh you know lauren bell's on fifteen thousand as well yeah sort of with a salary call up and everything yeah exactly will the teams be able to keep these young stars on these middle range salaries or will other teams come in and say look you know actually we want you to be the face of our franchise and we're going to tempt you with, with, with more money. Yeah. Interesting to see.
0: Yeah. And there could be some early movements in that sense. I see Sarah Bryce has, uh, has moved on for instance, as the young Scottish, bear, uh, Catherine, her sister is retained with the Trent Rockets, but that might be in a, a similar sort of case. Maybe, you know, I'll try the open market, see what I can achieve. Indeed. Um, Fascinating stuff to chat through with you there, Rich. So um, we have learned a fair amount about the tournament this year. Next big announcement for the women's game, I think, will be on the 30th of March with those uh, additional signings confirmed. Uh, join us here on The 100 Club. If you've enjoyed the content, let us know with a like, a comment and a subscribe. Uh, we're growing slowly but surely. Rich, final comments?
1: Yeah, please. Uh, pin in the comments below the players that you think uh, you'd like to see in the tournament and where you think they might end up. We'd love to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, and next up, outside of the 100 in the women's game we've got a world cup coming so uh look forward to a little bit of a preview yeah rich
1: yeah well that'll be in the offing in the in the next week or so
0: great uh thanks for joining us we will catch you next time on the 100 club
1: cheers tom <laughs>